0: All right, welcome back to another episode of CFB Mondays. Uh, This is one of the biggest episodes we've had so far, post-Championship Weekend, uh, post-Selection Sunday, sorry. And uh, we we get into everything uh, committee wise. David's uh, second to last, fourth and ten here on this episode, one of the last episodes uh, in total. But we get into uh, the twelve team playoff next year and our thoughts on that, and uh, and, our, and our thoughts on the games this past weekend. And it's a really fun episode, really intriguing episode, a lot of information, uh, a lot of takes from from us three today. David and Carson obviously back on the pod, remote pod, first pod since uh, or first pod back at home since our first semester at college ended. So uh, we're, we're remote today. I know you guys are used to that on this podcast, obviously, but uh, it's back today, and uh, we're going to get straight into this episode. It's a great episode, and stay tuned in. Stay locked in. All right, welcome back into the original studio. We're back home from, uh, from our first semester of college. We got the boys on call today. Carson and David are on call. What's going on, guys? Not much.
1: Not much. Yeah, feeling great right now. To... back
0: football you know um yeah so we're yeah we're back uh, another cfb mondays um we're gonna start it off with some uh, game reviews obviously we're gonna view the championship games this past weekend and then we'll get into fourth and ten the second to last fourth and ten and then we'll uh instead of picking games for bowl games that are in a month uh we'll get into uh, some some playoff talk obviously um and everything surrounding that right now so let's get into game review real quick i'll start us off here because uh we usually start off with team review and uh Carson's team's been irrelevant for about six to seven weeks now and uh David's team unfortunately did not make the Big Ten championship again um but my team was in it against Iowa Michigan 26 nothing against Iowa they covered the 22 point spread and the season 13 and 0 Big Ten champions um not too much to complain about except for the fact that we did show a lot of holes in this final game of the regular season I guess it's not really the regular season but kind of is um going into that game against Bama, and now you look at the Michigan O-line without Zach Zinter, how are they going to perform? That's probably the biggest question mark going into this game against Iowa. Michigan had the most penalties in this game uh, that they've had all season. I think it was three false starts from the same guy uh, on the offensive line, and you see Barnhart moves to center for a little bit. Uh, Ladarius Henderson and Trevor Keegan on the left side were fine, but the right side is where Barnhart would be, and he moved to center. And uh, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. Michigan kinda had a makeshift right side of the offensive line and it wasn't pretty. So hopefully they can figure that out. I mean it shows in the rushing yards as well, sixty-six yards on the ground. Um and then JJ was pressured. But JJ, uh that was your fault, buddy. You should not have been uh scrambling around in the pocket. Roman Wilson, Tyler Morris were wide open through the middle of the field, uh I think a hundred and five times and he tried to throw to the sideline to Cornelius Johnson or Colson Loveland. Um so holes from J.J., holes from the offensive line, um, but again, these problems are so minimal, I feel like, that, that we can solve them uh, come, come Alabama in a month's time. Um, Iowa side, they suck. Their offense is terrible. Um, for Michigan to get 26 points uh, against that defense, I think is pretty, pretty accurate. But uh, I'll let you guys go next. What, Carson, I'll let you go first. What, what are your thoughts on the Big Ten Championship? You know what,
1: I don't have many thoughts. Uh, this is how I expect this game to go, I guess. If Michigan scored one more time, 33 nothing, it would probably look a little better. But at the end of the day, I don't think it – I mean, it, ma- it doesn't matter that much. Like, right now, if it was 40 to nothing or 26 nothing, I don't think my opinion would be any different of Michigan. Um, I think them against Alabama, we'll talk about, it. it's going to be a great game. They're definitely deserving to be the number one team in the country. And to be honest, I, I don't know. I, I didn't have that much takeaways. JJ wasn't great. I mean, they did play against an elite defense. I get. I mean, Iowa's kind of just Iowa, but it is an elite defense. It, it actually is, and there they may there may not be a defense that good in the playoffs. So, again, maybe a few more points would have been looked a little better. But to me, doesn't really change my opinion on Michigan whatsoever.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, you said it, Carson. The I think the only defense that is as good as Iowa's in the playoff is Michigan. So obviously, no. Concern there, I think the one there was one concerning number for me in this game, and it was that Iowa's longest play was longer than Michigan's longest play. So uh-huh. it's a bit concerning. It's just a, a lack of explosiveness, and, and that's just not really Michigan's <laughs> offense. And it didn't have to be against Iowa, um, but it, it might have to be against Alabama. You're going to have to have those explosive plays. So. That's a bit concerning, but other than
0: that, I mean, it's a twenty six. You shut out someone in the Big Ten Championship. It doesn't really matter who it is. It's it's a good win. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. So there's not much to cover from that game. Um, Let's move on to uh, my dumb pick of the week. Uh, Dumb picks. I think we're going on. Was that that was week fourteen? So we've gone thirteen weeks of dumb picks. Uh, I went six and two weeks ago, which is fine. But let's go on to uh, Oklahoma State. Sorry, in Texas, Uh, Carson. I'll let you start off. Um, I mean, this game was
1: obviously from the jump, a complete mismatch. Oklahoma State, I love Mike Gundy. Uh, I, the turnaround they had this year was amazing, and I think Ollie Gordon should be getting um, Heisman votes. I don't know. if He probably won't be in the top four, but he should be considered to be in the top four. But, no, Texas is really good, and I think that Texas, I think they have one of the highest. I, I heard this on TV today, and I think they probably have one of the highest payrolls. Um, and it shows. They have very talented players on all every level, um, on both sides of the ball. The secondary is a little shaky, but their defensive front with uh, Big Devondre Sweat, um, Anthony Hill is obviously an absolute stud linebacker. So, and, and obviously you know what Stark brings with that offense, and they're absolutely clicking right now. So, Texas did what I expected, but they continue to just roll and look better and better and better. They are fast. They are tough. They're 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 a very very good team. They're definitely
2: deserving of being in the playoff. Yeah, I mean, I thought this game was a was a great game uh, for Texas. I mean, obviously, you know, there's not much not much more Texas couldn't done. Especially, I mean, Quinn Ewers was unbelievable. Um, Malik Murphy with the perfect QBR. Um, you know, you can't ask ask for much more. Um, I think the shutting out Ollie Gordon is the most impressive thing though that, that Texas did today. I mean, obviously, the first half numbers for Ewers is going to be what people look at, but I mean, holding Ollie Gordon to 34 yards is something that no team has been able to do this year except UCF, uh when they got absolutely demolished and really had to go away from the run game early um so I think Texas did a great job just being able to contain one of the most dynamic players in the country
0: yeah uh I didn't I mean like Carson said I didn't learn really anything new about this Texas team I learned a little bit more about Oklahoma State and the fact that they can't play defense um because I tuned in for the first quarter because I picked them and then I turned it right off so uh yeah I think I think we'll learn we'll learn a little bit more about texas against washington i honestly we will get into that in uh in fourth and ten i'm assuming a little bit later on but yeah texas didn't didn't show me anything new that defense is still elite um as it was at the start of the season but uh at the end of the day this texas team did lose to an oklahoma team who's not even in a new year six but uh um let's move on to uh what is probably the game of the day um in georgia and alabama jalen milrow my guy in this game comes up big he wants the Heisman again um Carson thoughts on the game of the day probably
1: um it was I mean it was it was a terrific game and really all you can say about that game is Nick Saban um what he's done obviously we know he's done with his career but this is definitely the best coaching job he's done I mean week two against Texas again Texas is really good but They look like they didn't have a serviceable quarterback. Their offensive line looked bad. They were just kind of all over the place. It looked like this was going to be a down year. Maybe they're in the New Year's Six, but he's completely – Nick Saban's completely turned this team around. Their offensive line bullied Georgia. Um, They ran the ball well. Jalen Milrow is a completely different player. His confidence, everyone – whole team has confidence in him. Their receivers, Jermaine Burton, um, Isaiah Bond, have really come into their own, which is – they've been better than I expected them to be. So, no, it was just – completely impressive win for Alabama. I don't, I mean, I don't want to bash Georgia too much. I think those were two elite teams, two of the best teams in college football playing, and Big Saban had his team probably better prepared, and Tommy Reese has also been an incredible play caller for them. Has gotten better and better as he's gotten acclimated to having Jalen Milrose as quarterback, so no, it was, it was just such an impressive win for Alabama. I, we're going to talk about it, but I'm so glad they're in the playoff. It was a great game, an unbelievable win, and it just goes to show just once again, the reminder that as much as we'd like to say, it, as much I even said it, that Nick same is the king of college football and he will be until he's gone. Yeah, David. Yeah, the SEC still
2: still runs through Tuscaloosa. I mean, that's kind of a surprise to it was. A, this game was definitely surprised to me, but but in hindsight, maybe it shouldn't have been. I mean, this I said it last week. It's the same exact thing that happened two years ago with Georgia. Unfortunately, to... The rest of college football was much stronger this year, so Jordan won't uh, have an opportunity to you know, compete for the national championship. But, I mean, Alabama got this win without Jason McCullen, and I think that's a big thing. Uh, Rodell Williams was great, uh, able to get 64 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Jalen Moreau is just improving as a passer every week. He's still not fantastic, and I still uh, – I wouldn't put him in, in like the upper echelon of just pure passers in college football, but he's just getting better week by week. That's all they need him to do. Um, on the Georgia end, you know, we, we've seen Beck struggle. We've seen Beck be good. And I don't think we saw really either of that this weekend. I think he was a pretty – this is a pretty average game for Carson Beck. He just did what he had to do. But the Bama front seven just absolutely able to shut down Georgia's running backs was was the, the key to this game.
0: Yeah, I thought the front seven for both teams made a made a huge difference in this game. Georgia – I mean, honestly, do you guys any either of you guys can speak on Georgia's performance in this game? Were you guys kind of surprised that Bama won? I know, I know that. Uh, I think who who picked them out of us three? I know I picked Nobody. Georgia. No one picked Georgia. No, no one picked Georgia. You Maryland guys both picked, picked Bama. No,
1: we all picked. No, we both, all picked Georgia. Oh no wow. One
0: picked Bama. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, Georgia in this game. I don't know. I think I think we'll get into it a little bit later, but I don't know. Georgia <clears throat> might still be deserving of a playoff spot in my opinion, but uh, let's uh, let's skip the Florida State game to talk about that later and david i want i want to get into uh the second to last fourth and ten ever david let's let's get uh, let's get hey, into hey. it
2: uh World championship huh oh yeah we got talk
0: about oregon oh yeah i forgot oh yeah i forgot carson you were in attendance for this game this game was on friday man. i, I forgot about it
2: yes yeah, so,
1: well, it was friday so but um oregon washington was twelve championship it was obviously an absolutely incredible game like we can talk about how wild that spread was of Oregon minus nine and a half or 10 or whatever it ended up being but I mean it's just an absolutely incredible incredibly impressive performance by Washington the way they came out came out strong even I mean Oregon's talent showed when Oregon came back in the game and took the lead after being down 20 to 3 scoring 21 unanswered but I think we just saw how amazing Kalen DeBoer is um he had an incredible game plan early and when Oregon inevitably fought back, Galen DeBoer got his team. And again, this is a lot to Michael Penix too. The, the, uh, just a camaraderie between DeBoer and Penix, and the leadership between those guys, and how much that team believes in those two guys. I mean, they just fought, rallied to the end. And what after Oregon came back, it was kind of all Washington from there on out. And they didn't, they didn't miss a beat. Again, Penix threw that bad pick, but defense comes back, gets a turnover. Um, just I, again, I just I was really impressed by DeBoer in this game and Penix, Penix was just better than Bo Nix and that's kind of a lot of what it came down to also. Washington had the better quarterback, Penix um, when it mattered most, made the plays um, was more consistent making throws which is what we've seen from Bo Nix all year but Penix Penix made the easy throws um, and then hit his timely deep shots the Kalen DeBoer timed up up the deep shots very well um, had Oregon's defense a little bit more off balance than we usually see them and you know, well, Washington doesn't have a great defense, but it played really well, and it's gotten better and better. We've talked, a lot of the focus on Washington has been their point total and how it's low, and the offense hasn't been great lately, but the defense has been improving for a long time. Since that Oregon game, this Washington defense has improved and improved and improved, and I thought it was great against Oregon. I did early on, they needed to get up off to an early start against Oregon if they wanted a chance, and a big part of the reason they did that is because the defense forced a couple three-and-outs right away, so Really impressive game from Washington. Um, again, certainly deserving of a top-four spot. I just, kind of like Alabama again. I didn't expect, I expected both those teams to lose, and I'm just really impressed with how their coach and quarterback came out and played those games.
2: Yeah. I think it, I think uh, this weekend made it clear that Dylan Johnson is that factor for this team. Felt like, like everything was going. I mean, Penix. you know what you're going to get from Penix. Penix is going to be unbelievable, but it feels like, you know when you when they need a play when they needed when they needed a play on that last drive to run out the clock it, they turned to Dylan Johnson and he got it done um, and I think that's that's key they, they needed that uh, they they needed that running back uh, to really step up because that's obviously been a concern for Washington all season was was how how much do they have besides Pennis? and it feels like every big win they have it's it's because Dylan Johnson did something huge I mean he had two fifty six I think against USC. This time gets two big runs on that last drive, basically converts to second and seventeen by himself. Uh huge performance from Dylan Johnson. On the Oregon end, the the rush defense for Washington was just unbelievable. They they stuffed Bucky Irving. Bucky Irving nine yeah. carries for twenty yards. That's one of the premier backs in all of college football. So to see him shut down like that really really goes to show a poor performance from the Oregon offensive line and a great performance from the Washington front seven as well.
0: Yeah, I think the Washington defense, kind of like both of you guys talked about, put themselves on the map a little bit going into this playoff run, I, as well as Dylan Johnson as well. David, great, great mention. There, twenty eight carries, one hundred fifty two yards. Um, every time they went to him, he would get four plus yards. I feel like it was like, it was a little, it was crazy. I mean, to look at the offensive plays though for Washington, thirty nine pass attempts, twenty eight carries for Dylan Johnson. That's like, that's pretty ridiculous. Again, like, like, like Carson was talking about, Kalen DeBoer, brilliant game plan. Uh, you can notice it from the. uh first quarter on it was just kind of obvious washington was in control of that game um but yeah i completely forgot to mention that game uh because it was on friday but david now let's move into the second to last fourth and ten of the year after championship weekend david this this will be uh this is david young the committee version uh official
1: yeah so this the top four would be your playoff david
2: it would be yeah so this is just what i've seen all season this is how i would rank uh these teams just yet based on the total season. So okay. the top four would be how how good I think each of these teams are in the playoff and and what I where I would have ranked them um, if I was a committee member. Uh, we're gonna start with number ten, and that's Missouri. I think Missouri and, and my number nine team, which is Penn State, are very very similar. Uh, Two losses to I mean Missouri's losses to LSU and Georgia, and then Penn State's being obviously Ohio State and Michigan. Just comes down to the wins, and I think uh, Penn State's win against Iowa is actually a better win than than missouri has in the season so that's what did it for me in putting uh penn state slightly above i also think if they played penn state with would win in a close line i think it'd be a good game but we're gonna you know find out a lot about missouri see if they can really take advantage of all these ohio state opt-outs and and, and portal entries um in the bowl game uh number eight this is where it really like kind of starts i feel like there's a definite top eight and at number eight unfortunately is florida state i think there is a world where they deserved to make the playoff, and it, I feel for the players, because obviously, I mean, you can't predict an injury like that. They still went out. They still won all their games, but I, I think that the top seven teams right now would, would beat them pretty easily, and, and that's unfortunate. Just, I mean, they couldn't have done any more, but it's just kind of how, how their cards fell. At seven, I of Oregon. This is a team that I was high on. This is a team that I picked to beat Washington. I, I, felt, I felt really good about that, and Washington came out and performed, and they showed Oregon definitely have some weaknesses. So they're my number seven. Number six, we've got Ohio State. Obviously, I think they're the they're the one top 18 that didn't play uh, this weekend. They're still Ohio State. They're still 11-1. and They still had a great year. Uh, they just got better today with McCord entering the portal. Um, yep. <laughs> so they're, they're going to be back uh, in that top four next season, I think. But now we get into the top five, and at five, I have Georgia. I think... You know, I think the winner or the um <clears throat> excuse me, the loser of that game I realized in the fourth quarter the loser of that game was gonna be my fifth best team in the country. They were just two even teams it was just whoever's gonna come out on top, uh, was gonna was gonna jump and, and ban my credit to them, they did it. And Georgia, you know, just just really one win away from I think winning the national championship. Honestly, I think if they got back out past Alabama they would have won it. But we get to the top four now. At four I got Texas. I think that obviously I know Texas beat Alabama and I know that the committee could not have put uh, Alabama ahead of Texas. They couldn't have done it. They beat them. that would basically mean that non-conference games don't matter at all. Um, And so, but I think now you play today, I I would pick Alabama to win that game. So I have Texas at four. I think what we saw from yours was great this weekend. Um, And they're going to, that game versus my number three team, which is Washington, I think is going to be great. I think, Penny, Dylan Johnson. I mean, we just talked about it, obviously, but Penny, Dylan Johnson—one of the best, if not the best, quarterback running back duels in the country. Obviously, insane receiving core. The defense is going to have to step up in a big way, which they've been doing. Um, so I'm really excited for that matchup. And then we get into my top two, and two is Alabama. And this might, and and you guys might think this is high, but I just I loved what I saw from Alabama. They looked like it. Kind of felt watching watching that game. It kind of felt like. Georgia has a chance, but I am I think Alabama's going to win this game from, from basically the first quarter on. It felt like Alabama was more fired up. They were ready to be there. They they wanted to win this game. They knew what they had to win this game. And so they're my number two. And then Michigan, my number one team in the country, uh, they're obviously just insane. I mean, they shut out a team in the conference championship. That doesn't matter who you're playing. That's really impressive. Offense wasn't great, but, I mean, still scoring on, like Tyler, Tyler you mentioned earlier, scoring 26 on... I was not an easy feat.
0: Yeah.
2: Not an easy feat at all. So that's, that's worth intent this week.
0: Carson, I'll let you go first.
1: I hate to, I hate to agree this much, but I agree with a lot of it. I will say, and this is not an argument we want to get into right now because it's definitely uh, going to be a discussion in a couple weeks, but I would put Texas over Washington um, because one, obviously Alabama's not this alabama's not week two alabama but texas did still pushed around alabama in tuscaloosa week two and i don't know I, the last few weeks texas has really impressed me they they've finally started just blowing people out which they should with their talent um i think i mean xavier worthy it kind of sucked to see him on crutches but i think he'll be back by the time of the playoffs. so and ad mitchell is one of the most underrated players in the country he's one of the best he's very elite wide receiver um, again it's not a big difference between three and four they're gonna play each other obviously and we're gonna we'll discuss this when we're making our game picks in a few weeks. but I love what I've seen from texas and, I, and it's not even a bash on washington whatsoever I, I think Washington's great. um it was, was a super impressive win. i've just I just love what I've seen from Texas. I think Sark has every defensive coordinator completely guessing right now because um, he's he, he now has a quarterback. he completely trusts their offensive lines getting better and better and obviously those weapons are great. And then finally they have a good defense with uh, heart and soul in that front seven. So I I, I just want to point out Texas. I love how Texas looks right now. And I think that's going to be an incredible matchup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: I think they committed. These these matchups are just insane. No, I agree.
0: So for fourth and 10, David, I think that Putting Alabama two is the best thing that you've done on fourth and ten yet, man. I think that's. A, Ooh, I
2: like that. I think. I think. Yeah, I like it
0: too. I think putting Texas four is the second best thing you've ever done on fourth and ten. I, Ooh, top two things in
2: one week. Right. Where, where should Where should Texas?
1: Where Where where'd you expect him to put Texas, Tyler? Well, I
0: would. I would expect three, or I. I would expect honestly for him to put him lower than that, but uh, I think putting Texas four. I think Texas uh, was more on the fringe of getting into the playoff in my opinion than than alabama or georgia should have been um just because they have injuries too uh and they're they're i don't know you guys mentioned it all year until they lost oklahoma their ability to pull texas is always is always looming i just i'm not a huge texas fan but uh yeah i I like fourth and ten again this week obviously haven't haven't lost my mind since michigan's been on the on the number one spot um <laughs> since what what david like week five i think it was or week six
2: i've had georgia for a while
0: you had Georgia? No, you had Georgia last week. No,
2: he put Georgia a couple like the last two weeks or three. Last
0: weeks. Oh, weeks. last. But
2: obviously, Georgia lost. Kind of, kind of gives you guys the
0: yeah. edge there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Georgia five is great. I, I, I don't know. Again, I like fourth and ten this week. I think Texas at four is really good. I think Bama at two is really good. Um, Carson, anything else on fourth and ten?
1: No, I thought I thought it was good actually. I'm glad you put out. You put Ohio State with six and Georgia was fifth, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm glad you did that.
0: I'm glad that Ohio State was still up at six and Georgia was still up at five. Yeah. All right. So let's get into uh the main part of this podcast. We're gonna do a little bit of uh rankings talk and then we'll get into uh to the game talk. We're not gonna make our picks this week for the Bowl games. Uh we're gonna wait till it's a couple weeks out or till it's a week before uh the actual games happen. Um but yeah, let's get into uh let's get into the playoff talk. Carson, first overall thoughts on the uh, on the top six.
1: Um, I was absolutely thrilled with the committee. I went to bed terrified that the committee would be too weak and too scared to make the right decision. And honestly, I woke up, watched the selection show, and just started laughing at all the Florida State apologists because it's all—they're all—they're all just making pathetic, annoying arguments. Yes, I feel bad for the players, but that's where my sympathy ends. Sorry, you're not a top four team. This is this is the way I think the committee did it, and I think they did it the right way. This year, you had five conference champions with zero or one loss okay if you're a conference champion in my mind with zero or one loss you are deserving the college football playoff system it's a committee it's not perfect it's different it's it's a it's a year by year thing the way you the criteria the way you do it is different by the year based on the situation this year you had teams that are and i think and i think with the committee you have to have a good balance of deserving and best I, people are always on one side or the other Florida state so deserving but they shouldn't get they're. Because they're not the best, you need a good balance of both. So this year you have five zero or one win conference champions. Boom, five deserving teams. Well, you can only pick four, so you pick the four best. You got your deserving and your best. Sorry, Florida State, you got left out. You were deserving, but you weren't one of the four of the four best of the five deserving teams. I think that's how they did it. I think that was the right way to do it. And I think that is important. And it's important to note that the reason we don't do the BCS anymore is, and we have four teams vying for the title. Is so, so that the best team wins, and if Alabama's out, you can't say I. I we would never be able to say that the for certain the best team won in twenty twenty three. I mean, if Michigan wins, I mean, if they were to win without Bama, I wouldn't take it away from them. But we it would be like a thing where you say well, Bama could have won. Um, also, the point of Ohio State with a third string quarterback against Wisconsin in twenty fourteen won fifty six nothing. Florida State, sorry, you had a but chance to go out and prove. Wisconsin was better than Louisville is. Yeah, Wisconsin was a ranked 11th. Yeah, this was not like a – yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a bad – and Jack Plummer for Louisville is absolutely awful. <laughs> um, so, Florida State, sorry, you had your chance to go make a statement and prove you are a top 14, and you barely squeaked by Jack Plummer. So, I think it was great. It's terrific. And the fact that Georgia opened up is minus 14 against FSU – just goes to show the committee made the right pick this is the most competitive playoff since 2014 it's the first time since 2014 that i've really sat here and said i believe every all four teams can win it it's the most competitive the lines are i mean the last few years there's been a double digit line every year whether it's cincinnati alabama or whatever it is there's always some double digit line where this game's like yeah it's gonna be a up. nothing this year four point spread and a one and a half point spread so i can't wait for it it's Definitely got the best playoff, the right playoff to end the four-year system. I could not be more thrilled.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think there's there's a concerning, uh, a thing for Florida State and Clemson that concerns me a little bit. I think that there odds uh, to, I mean, obviously, 12-team playoff next year is a whole whole different animal. Here's the thing that, that's crazy to me: uh, is in my fourth and 10, I have one team not in the Big Ten or SEC next season. right.
1: I think I saw a graphic today out of, like, the top, like, 15 teams in, college, in the final rankings. 14 of them were
2: Big Ten or SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. And so I think the ACC and Big 12 are going to be definitely facing an uphill battle next year. Obviously, I mean, my I, I hate it. I, I was a fool full uh alabama believer like i wanted alabama to be in over florida state just because i'm uh, like as a college football fan i just wanted the four best match or the two best matchups i wanted the four best teams and i feel like we did get that um it sucks for the players that, that's the only thing i could say is it really does those players did everything they could uh it's just,
1: it should make a statement against louisville
2: i said so, yeah yeah no i'm saying they did. you know you go out and win games you got it you had to dominate that game to, to have a shot and you didn't but uh you, know, you, you do feel for the players in a situation like this um but i mean the argument of why play the games just is not a good argument at all mm-hmm. um and the whole like i don't know if you guys have seen this but everyone's saying oh jordan travis should win the heisman if he means that much i don't know I, like if florida state has still had jordan travis and put together the results that we've seen in the last two or three weeks i still don't know if they'd be it oh and you
1: know what also i would like to say is a stupid argument the fact that if I think I, Herb Street was on fire yesterday. He was saying the right things, right things, right things. And then he went off and said, well, if J.J. McCarthy is hurt, we'd probably have the same conversation about Michigan. No, we wouldn't.
0: No, no he, we that's wouldn't. not what he said. That's not what he said.
1: Yes, he said. That is not what he, yes, he, not yes, what he, he says, said. Yes, he said. Was that not what he said, David? No,
0: no, no. He said, I
1: actually didn't see this. I he said,
0: he's, David, by the way, that's a great take on the Jordan Travis thing. Um,
1: yeah, no, I agree with that too.
0: But, uh, no, that's not what he said, Carson. He said if Michigan didn't have J.J. McCarthy, there'd be less of a look at because they've proven that they can win without a good quarterback because they don't need a good quarterback. The, it was kind of similar to what you're talking about, but he said, like, the opposite thing.
1: Are um, you sure? I'm pretty sure I'm i because
0: i No, 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 because I remember watching that yesterday and thinking what you're saying right now. Um, but then I realized, oh, he's talking about, oh, it's less. Like, he compared Florida State and Michigan, and he was saying if Florida State uh, – and then after that he said the Ohio State thing in 2015 – um he's comparing that if florida state uh didn't have jordan travis it's a way bigger loss than if michigan didn't have jj mccarthy or a good quarterback
1: okay well then i agree with him and i think but yeah. i think there are other people making that argument that if that well if you took the quarterback off any team you then you had to leave everybody out that's not true michigan without jj alabama without Milro. i mean i know we saw that whatever but the point is fsu you, like I'll use the J.J. one. If if J.J. got hurt, Michigan's still a top-four team. They'd still beat up on Florida State. Yeah. Michigan, with their backup, would beat up on Florida State with their backup. So I don't like that argument either. I don't like any of the FSU arguments. I mean, I, aside from feeling bad for the players, but unfortunately it's not a pity party. This is the college football playoff, and we want to see the best team win the championship. Yeah.
2: Did you guys see they dropped the uh, like hypothetical lines? And it was uh, – Michigan would have been favored by 12 – Washington by six, Texas by ten, and Alabama by twelve over Florida State. Yeah, boy, that would have been those would have been way too low.
0: Well, to let's. I center. mean, Florida State wasn't amazing with with Jordan Travis. Like they didn't like L- no. LSU. Week one was proven to be. I mean, they ended up with what three they beat four losses. Boston
1: loss. College by two with Jordan. Boston College. I mean, and they beat Duke against Riley Leonard with one
0: leg. And David Young and Carson Over are the first two people I've heard that have talked about that. Like the like it's it's. It's crazy how they don't mention that they weren't insane before them. If they didn't beat yeah. LSU in the first game of the season, they wouldn't have been in the top five all year because then they would have played LSU. Let's just say like week seven, eight. LSU's not the same team they were week one. Yeah, right? like they they yeah, were proven not to be good.
1: Yeah, and Colin Coward said it today. If they had one loss, they'd be ranked like fourteen to eighteen or something. Florida right? State. It's just yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just they're just yeah. I mean, where compare it like it yeah it's. I'm glad the committee did the right thing. I can't, I can't wait for it because these two matchups are unbelievable.
0: Well, where they, where they honestly came up with problems is keeping them in the top five all year. They should have been dropped, and no one would have thought anything of it. Like when they, when they yeah. beat, when they beat like whoever they played, whoever you guys mentioned by two points. Like this is a team that was in the top five all year long because of one win and in the first weekend. We're not talking week two, like Alabama and Texas. We're talking the first game of the season, and it's it's kind of ridiculous. And LSU wasn't that good. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Here's where. Here's why I'm at. And they beat though.
1: Clemson because, and they beat Clemson because uh, the a kid that was supposed to go uh, to an internship came and missed a thirty yard field goal to win Yeah, the I mean, to welcome function.
0: to yeah twenty twenty three Clemson, where they're not any Dude, they year else. The house
1: missed a kick. Yeah. <laughs> almost lost to almost lost to uh, Miami with. When Miami had to use two quarterbacks. Yeah,
0: I mean it's it's, it's not it's, in game. it's not a mystery why Florida State was left out. Here's where my, here's where I'm at though, because I can be on I can be on the side uh, that everyone is well, they deserve to be left out. That's the side I'm on. Um, as a Michigan fan, am I am I pissed off about that? Yeah, a little bit. Do the right thing, committee, put them in, and we can go beat them by more than twelve, David. We would easily cover that spread. That's a yeah, no, I was gonna say uh, yeah yeah. Um, no, I
1: you should be you should. I mean, you, I'm not saying you should be mad, but.
0: No, but here, here – I, I can take my Michigan bias out of it. I know Carson doesn't like to say that I can do that, but I'll take it out of it for a second. I would still say leave them out, but here's where I'm at, guys. Like, let's, let's say – okay, huge injury, whatever. Put them in the playoffs, you know, people lose their mind. Put them out of the playoffs, people are going to lose their mind. Uh, lose-lose situation. Let's go make the Florida State fans feel really bad they didn't make the playoffs and then give them the arguably the best team in the country – and that is not even in great. the place. That is absolutely... I, I don't really care, honestly, because I don't care about Florida State, but that is just absolutely ridiculous to me. I don't know what, if you guys have a take on them playing Georgia. That is just the I meanest thing terrific. I've ever seen in my life.
1: I tweeted on Saturday night. I said, I hope the committee gets it right and then gives Florida State Georgia so they can get throttled and we and the committee can be justified and everyone can stop the whining. But I will say, I will say, to you and all the Michigan fans, here's what you guys have to realize... You guys were not going to play Florida State. It was either going to be Texas or Alabama. Yeah, if Florida State, gonna it, yeah, yeah. Florida State was going to make it, Florida State was going to be is, uh, yeah, that is really. I hard. didn't think about that. And I would have said, I mean, you well, I would still
0: rather have Texas, Texas than Alabama. Alabama. No, yeah.
1: exactly. no, exactly. But, I mean, you guys were also not going to get Florida State.
0: No, that's a good point. Dave, do you have any thoughts on uh, Florida State getting Georgia?
2: I, say, <laughs> I think the committee gave Florida State Georgia so that they wouldn't have the opportunity to say we should have been in.
1: Oh, I know! I love it. It's it's so. Like cool. I
2: really think, I really think that factored in where where whoever I, is it even the committee that does New Year's Six? I think it is. Yeah, I is think it?
0: Because they because they, they do the top four and then they go into that.
2: They like do it throughout the rest of the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it, if whether it's the committee or not, I really feel like the committee was just like, all right, if we give Florida State, like if we would have given Florida State, Penn State, or if given Florida State, Missouri, then Florida State messes around and wins that game. Then Florida State is gonna the claim national James is going to be UCF all over again but <laughs> I think it, I think it's kind of hilarious that they gave him Georgia just to be like shut up you didn't deserve to make it here's another team that didn't make it and they're going to destroy it. yeah it's the matchup yeah.
0: of teams that feel like they deserve to be in
2: it's um, really what it felt. Really felt like here's a team that didn't make it that actually deserved to make it play them. Yeah, yeah. And if you beat them, you know, then we'll admit we you're the national champion. Well,
0: yeah. Well, that's another talking point. And I, Carson, I want to see if you have a take on this. Is Georgia has not said a word. I was watching Pat McAfee this morning. He was mentioning that there has not been anything coming out of Georgia. Like they, they just seem like they don't care that they're not in. I, think, I just they
2: don't me, have any. Yeah, I, th- I just think I think I don't think it's that they don't care. I think it's that they knew. Oh, yeah, like I, mean, yeah. I said, you have
1: five Power Five champions with zero or one loss. I mean, one—you have to put four of those five in because yeah. you have to. You have to at least cater to deserving to a certain extent. Like I hate this whole—you have to be the most four only deserving. You have to cater to deserving at least to some extent, and. I think when you have five zero or one loss power five champions, that's you just you 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 have to just put four of those teams. Yeah, I no,
0: I, I agree. I think it's because they they knew they got beat by a better team. They they know it's a terrible loss. Kirby is probably uh, not very happy about it right now, but uh, they know it's a terrible loss, and they can have they have the ability to say that we're champions. We can just sit back and accept it. And Florida State can't do that. Um, I don't know. I think uh, let, let, my next talking point for this though, guys, is I want to get your guys' take on. As since Friday and into Saturday and, and into Sunday, I, I was kind of realizing that you know as we wrap up these, as we wrap up the normal Big Ten, as we wrap up the normal SEC and Pac twelve is obviously gone. Um, Fourteen playoff doesn't seem that bad to me anymore. I don't know if I'm crazy, but I, I know the twelve yeah. playoff's awesome. Yeah. Awesome, but like you know
1: what I want to say about that, David. Yeah. I'll let you go first, but I will. I, I want to say. The 12-team playoff sounds, like, so, so fun and so amazing until, like, conference championship weekend. And then the 14-team playoff is,
2: like, so awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, because and that's actually what I was going to say, is next year conference championship games basically don't matter.
1: Right. Yeah, which sucks.
2: Like, it absolutely sucks. I mean, even even in, like, Michigan's case, we're playing a bad team in the Big Ten Championship. If they would have lost, they would still be in an Iowa in. Yeah. I think actually next year you're gonna see a lot of people a lot you're gonna see a lot of upsets at Conference Championship weekend just because like if you're Michigan, why would you care about that game yesterday? Yeah, exactly. A, Georgia. That's what I was thinking about earlier. I Georgia mean, Bama would, would basically be a meaningless game.
0: It would just be bragging rights you could say you won the SEC. Yeah. Or it's for the yeah. number I mean you can talk you get in the seating in that at that point. Washington would do I want yeah, the number one you seed? Get
2: into, you get into you get a bye week, but yeah, it just it kind of feels like it matters less, and it almost feels like I mean, especially this year, one through four wouldn't get a bye, one through five would get a bye. I mean, we would have got Florida. I, I guess Florida State was number five this year, so maybe this game could be close. But like, imagine we got Georgia Liberty in the first round. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Here's what
1: I say. Just a complete. No, I agree. And my, what I've said from day one of the 12-team playoff is, I think it should be eight. I think number one, number one, the 12, the, the in college football, I'm all for more games and more good games. I'm all for conference realignment and a bigger playoff. But the problem with 12 is like the 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 difference, the gap between the top four teams and the teams below that, like the top four and then eight through 12 is so wide yeah. and I feel like giving those top 4 teams a bye week at the end of the year just completely adds to that already ginormous gap. So I think and I think eight teams like you said David also makes conference championships mean a lot more if you yeah, have eight. Absolutely. Yeah. You have eight, you have well now like Pac-12 doesn't exist, you have your four conference champions. I'm not I'm not I'm not for the uh, automatic group of five team i'm not all for that if they deserve it fine if they're a top 18 fine you have your four conference champions and your four at larges, and then number one the top four teams don't get an extra additional added advantage on top of money and talent and coaches they don't get they don't get the buy that would be even more unfair and then you also make conference championships matter a little more but i mean i'm not going to completely complain because home college football playoff games uh in home stadiums are going to be awesome
2: yeah so if this was next year and we it was the 12 teams, same ranking, same exact rankings just next season. Would Oregon State be the automatic group of five?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean that's that is I have no idea how that would work.
1: Yeah, I like no if idea. the conference if next year's conferences were they are the
2: way they are now. No, like yeah, if like everything is the same rankings wise, but next year it's you know, Washington, Oregon in the Big Ten, like everyone moving, I think Oregon State would be the automatic
0: uh They would, they would have to be, right?
1: Yeah. That's here's what you're good. gonna get. You're gonna get four big ten teams, four SEC teams, yeah, one big twelve team, one group of five team, and then like which might be Oregon State, and then you get two more, which could be five SEC teams.
0: Yeah.
1: Or Clemson. I guess you'd have Clemson or Florida State and then maybe another SEC team. Yeah.
2: So, I, mean, I mean as state then obviously the twelve team is kinda what we need. Um yeah. But I think this year, this year would have been a great year for an 18 playoff. I mean, you get Michigan, Oregon, Round One, Washington Ohio State, Texas, Georgia, and then Bama, Florida State would be just an unreal, unreal 18. I agree. Yeah,
0: no, I, 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 I wanted, I want to use Penn State for an example here, Dave. Let's, let's say we go into next year, right? And you guys have that. What is it, Dave? Like five,
2: have six playoff appearances, by the way. If, if it was 12, uh, <laughs> yeah. 12, that's the start.
0: Yeah. But dude, what is it like? Five, six weeks next week or, or next year when you guys just go? It's an insane schedule, something like that. Oh,
2: uh, it's, it's a gauntlet. It's right. a gauntlet split up, but it's a gauntlet.
0: Yeah. So you guys, you guys play it. You guys have this insane schedule, right? Let's let's say
2: and go, you're gonna go eight and four.
0: Well, I mean,
2: we've well, got UCLA, USC, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Washington, five straight weeks.
0: What what happens when Ooh. you guys? Let's say you guys. Let's say you guys go. You know what? Whatever, whatever, ten and two again somehow. Yeah, right, where where do you rank them in the, in the 12th team? Because then you have multiple Big Ten teams ahead of them. Like let's say you beat Ohio, let's say you manage to beat Ohio State or Michigan. That's not one of your losses.
2: Oh, that's what I'm saying. You're and then you
0: lose to like Nebraska, David, or Wisconsin. Yeah. What no, happens then?
2: Using is if we go, even if Penn State goes not like like say of the UCLA, USC, Wisconsin, Washington, and Ohio State weeks. Say Penn State goes two and three in those, ends the year nine and three. They beat everyone else, but they have losses to say Washington, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. Then you have a nine and three Penn State team with a win in LA over USC, a win over UCLA, a win at West Virginia, a win at Minnesota, and a win against Maryland. Where Are they a top 12 team now? Are we going to start seeing nine and three teams be top 12, top eight even?
1: Like LSU, LSU this year as well. If they're in the Big Ten or the SEC. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're a nine and three Big Twelve team next year, I you're think not, you're gonna have to. I think you'd have to win one game. That's bigger. I think you're gonna have to win a bigger game than you have them winning in that schedule.
2: No, no, I do agree, but the, I'm just saying like hyper. But no, yeah. no, you're say right. The happens, say the loss happens to USC and they beat Washington. Or beat no, U- like <laughs> I think Oregon plays
1: Washington, Michigan, and Ohio State, so they could lose three games and be a playoff caliber team.
0: Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. I think the committee have a hard enough job in picking four teams this year and in past years. You get into the 12-team playoffs and you get you get ESPN guys. You get all these people on social media for the past couple of years since this got announced. It's like, oh, this is great. You know, there's going to be no more controversy. I honestly think – I want to get your guys' to take too. I honestly think – this is why I brought it up. I think their job gets way harder because then you start canceling wins out. Like you said, David, you beat USC, great win. And then you go and lose to Washington or something like that like they start canceling each other out so Carson I want to get your take on on what does this mean for the committee does their job get easier or harder
1: oh it's going to be impossible because right now with a four team playoff when you're when you're comparing teams you're comparing two teams for who's better yeah with a 12 team playoff you're going to start having to compare three or four big 10 teams who have all played each other and who have all beaten one beat lost the other Washington's beaten Oregon but lost to Michigan Michigan's lost to Ohio State but beaten Oregon I mean it's I mean, it's just it's going to be just a, it's a cluster yeah. of just these teams have all beat up on each other. Um, we can only put two of these four Big Ten teams in, but it's like impossible. Their records are the same. But this guy's beat them, but wait, that team has beat them. It's it's going to be absolutely insane because it's no longer comparing. Um, you're no longer just comparing two teams. You're not comparing um, Florida State and Alabama anymore. I mean, you're comparing teams who have – I mean, you're going to compare teams like – There's gonna be the twelfth team, could have beaten the number five seed but lost to another bad team. Yeah. And you're gonna have to match them up with a different conference team, and it's just gonna be an absolute it's just gonna be chaos. But it's gonna be fun for us.
0: Yeah. David?
1: Yeah, I think I think eight just cleans it up a little bit,
0: but here's the thing though, like you get into you get into twelve teams, right? And then and then you just you you look at it and it's like, I don't think that we're going to be realizing if this is a good thing until we see the 12 teams that are inside of the playoff. Like, I, I don't think that we're going to think this is good until after the committee decides those 12 teams. Because you get into it, it's like you're debating all season long from week one to week 13, week 14. You're debating who should, who's deserving of of a playoff spot. And I think that it's going to be in shambles the whole year. But then once we get to that actual playoff, we'll really like, okay, this is a good matchup. This is a good matchup. This is a good matchup. I wish we had this in past years and stuff like that. No, so, I agree. So I think but I, then, I. But then, but then
1: the top four teams will be the final yeah. four anyway.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think, I think yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk about the uh, the twelve team playoff. But I think Carson, before we before we wrap this pot up, let us know what uh, what game picks were last week.
1: Um. So Tyler and I were tied and David's eight games behind, but David David has t- room to catch up because we're gonna go we're gonna pick like a ton of bowl games. Okay? So David, you're not Uh-oh. out of it. So. Uh oh. <laughs> David, uh we all got we all picked Louisville and Georgia. We all messed up on that. David and I picked Oregon, so David went two and three. I went two and three. We had the same picks. And Tyler Tyler also went two and three because he did pick Washington, but he also picked Oklahoma State. So we all went two and three. It could have been
0: the team. greatest week of pickem for me. I should have picked my favorite player, and I should have picked uh, a logical the, team.
1: The obvious Texas pick. Yeah. So we are still. We said exactly where we were. Tyler and I tied at the top, and David, David, ready to make a bull push. Yeah, it couldn't we'll be. It
0: there couldn't be more storylines going into uh, the second, uh, the final uh, round of pickem. Uh, we have two. I think more. Next week we'll pick
1: though. We'll we'll pick some games next week because there's some bowl games
0: in the middle of December. Yeah, we we'll probably do a pod next week. We'll probably do a pod uh, week before uh, week before the big games as well. But that'll be our our playoff predictions or playoff picks and stuff like that. We'll we'll talk more about those games than we did on this episode. Um, but yeah, that's that's gonna wrap it up for uh, one of the last CFB Mondays um, this year so far. So it was another great episode. Thank you guys for coming on as usual. I know I know remote isn't as fun as in person, but it gets the job done. Oh, it gets it done. Oh, it gets it done. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll be back. Combo and I will be back this week on Thursdays, talking a little Prime action, a little Champions League action. Um. David, you want to you want to shout out your schedule this week? Uh,
2: tomorrow and Wednesday we will be dropping a basketball pod. Tyler's coming on.
0: Uh. Yeah. College basketball tomorrow. We're gonna have a great great week. We're gonna have a great week. Yeah. And then Carson last night. Uh, little NFL pod as usual. Tune into that. The show first um what again sunday carson are you doing a little football friday it seems to be a new thing uh,
1: yeah football friday is another sunday one talking to mvp brock per all all the things all the things as we as we do on our podcast yeah. around here
0: yeah so we're not we're not in the same building anymore same floor but we are uh we're still going to be putting out content for you guys this week and then uh got, got a got another little thing coming when we get back to asu so stay tuned for that um but yeah that's gonna wrap it up for this episode thank you guys for coming on and we will catch you next time